This is IGN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is IGN. Horror fans are recently and rightfully talking about Nicolas Cage and Renfield as the over-the-top character actor to beat. But don't discredit Russell Crowe in The Pope's Exorcist. He plays Rome's chief exorcist with an Italian accent, cracked from a can of Chef Boyardee, in a ridiculous possession movie that tries to be everything from The Exorcist to Men in Black with barely mixed results. Director Julius Avery indulges the freakier elements of demonic overtakings with a B-movie sensibility, much like how he turned the massively enjoyable Overlord into a freakish World War II monster mash. There's just much less excitement this time. This approach hits almost as much as it misses, but at least when scenes work, The Pope's Exorcist is an unintentional horror comedy that doesn't try to be anything other than an aggression-forward religious nightmare that taunts saints and torments sinners. For as exceptionally corny and stereotypical Crow's performance can be, there's an enjoyable indulgence as his character, Father Gabriella Amort, tries to save an innocent boy from a demon's grasp. Amort belittles peer reviewers who dare question his sometimes archaic methods, chugs alcohol from elegant flasks like he's dying of thirst, and tosses around decomposed human heads as light-hearted dark humor. Crow plays a mort like some larger-than-life Vatican super agent and leans comically heavily into Italian, even when supporting characters speak English. Daniel Zavato, as sidekick Father Esquivel, merely grasps onto Crow's robe for dear life as he tries to keep up, while Crow chews through scenery like extra-cured slices of prosciutto or drives through it on his adorable little Vespa, a sight that's worth the price of admission on its own. The blasphemous case that unfolds is adapted from the real Father Gabriella Amort's memoirs. That's right, he existed and adheres to all the expectations you probably have about an exorcism story. Single mother Julia, Alex Esso, moves her rebellious teen Amy, Laurel Mardson, and traumatized mute son Henry, Peter D'Souza Feighoney, into a spooky historical castle-type house under renovation, a cobwebby residence that's dripping with haunted atmosphere. The Pope's exorcist doesn't waste time before leaving Julia's family alone and unprotected, letting wee Henry's possessed form speak despicable lines as soon as possible. He's groping his mother's breasts and cackling past rotten teeth before you can finish your Hail Marys, as writers favor incest discomfort, vulgar language, and all the typical calling cards of Satan's army to beckon the take no gruff amord like a challenge. What delights about The Pope's Exorcist and what Avery emphasizes is how we're not spending the full hour and 43 minutes stuck inside a child's bedroom as next corkscrew around or someone spits up pea soup. There's an unwieldiness about the story that introduces Catholic conspiracies for Mort and Esquibel to investigate in bone-lined catacombs with secret chambers, like National Treasure except holier. You'll see fiery explosions, bodies pop like bloody water balloons, and keys removed from the clutches of decomposed corpses, all ways that Avery strives to prevent the Pope's exorcist from being just another exorcism copycat. 
It's just too ambitious at times, and the theology-driven story continues veering in more and more out-of-control directions, like how this past January's similarly absurdist The Devil Conspiracy refuses to be another version of the humdrum holy war you've seen before. The problem with The Pope's Exorcist is that for all the hilarity that lands and the gore that distracts, Avery struggles to nail down a consistent tone. Esso's mortified parent is always in dramatic exorcism thriller mode, while Crow goofballs his way through a Vatican B movie. There's an 80s vibe heard in needle drops out of Amy's headphones, but rarely elsewhere. Presenting this nondescript collection of exorcism highlights as a snarling demon's voice fights to match up with young Peter D'Souza Feighani's lip syncing. Avery's trapped between direct callbacks to the most famous exorcism horror movies and trying to forge his own path, which helps us appreciate the story's wilder swings, but still acknowledges cliches or digital effects on par with 2000s genre films, featuring the same recycled, sharp-toothed threats against humanity. Something like Renfield earns a more enthusiastic pass because its heights reach for the stars, where the Pope's exorcist scatters happy surprises to stumble across on a minefield. Crow can be a blessing or a curse depending on the scene, and how his presence can create tonal whiplash. Escabel can't help but ignore Mort's orders in front of evil Henry, which becomes a frustrating game of, I told you so. The Pope's Exorcist is a watch better saved for late nights with adventurous horror fan friends who need to scratch that curious itch of a Russell Crowe exorcism movie. You can do much better than The Pope's Exorcism, but when exploring the depths of an increasingly stale exorcism horror subgenre, you can do worse as well. Russell Crowe is hammier than an Easter dinner as Father Gabriella Amort, spitting out Italianized dialogue that Chris Pratt could learn from for the inevitable Super Mario Brothers sequel, and creating some strong accidental comedy. You have to sift through heaps of direct comparisons to famous horror, thrillers, and even action-adventure movies that clearly inspired director Julius Avery's vision, making The Pope's Exorcist a mood board movie that favors chunked-off ideas over a cohesive whole. Those who want something profound will be utterly doomed, while others who love to laugh through questionable pulp that aims to entertain might find more enlightenment than they expect. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.